Hey guys, welcome back to Headfall episode 12. Wow, we're at episode 12 already. That's insane. <laughs> and this one will be about sustainability and veganism. Because I'm a vegan, so I got some insight on that lifestyle. And Emma is actually a vegetarian for five months. She's been one. Mm-hmm. This is true. It's... yeah. It's a bit of a struggle, but we're getting through it. <laughs> we're getting through it. <laughs> you still eat eggs, though, right? Yeah. Eggs and, and dairy, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, I feel like that's more for con- convenience purposes. Just because they're easy. Like, you know, instead of buying dinner or making stuff for dinner, you could just whip up some eggs. Yeah. I get that. And I, think, I think a lot of vegetarians eat eggs. I think you can. Yeah. I don't really know. I mean, I don't, it's di- it's different for everybody. Like some yeah. people are um, have their own rules, and then there's the whole pescatarian and whether yeah. or not like shellfish people like vegetarians will eat shellfish or not. I don't know. Really, that's a thing. Sometimes, yeah. <laughs> There's something like lacto ovo or something. Have you heard of that? Yeah, like the different kinds of yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Well, well I'm just levels. Yeah. All right. So I guess I can start off with a little fun fact. I feel like this whole episode is gonna be full of uh not fun facts, but facts. <laughs> Depressing facts. Always, always good to have facts. Right. So this one is more of a current event, I guess, to be a segue into what we're going to talk about. So I don't know if you heard, but Joe Biden put us back in the Paris Climate Agreement. Which, um, sadly, uh, U.S., a a person who is, represents our country, Ted Cruz, (laughs) (laughs) thinks that it has something to do with the people of Paris and not with climate change but you know interesting I actually didn't know that yeah he he tweeted something that was like um, just to let everybody know by signing the Paris agreement Joe Biden has put the citizens of Paris over the citizens of America or something like that. No, he didn't. Yep. <laughs> it's still up. It's still up. It's like a week and oh a half God. old. Oh, take it down, hon. Take it down. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, and AOC that- came back, and she was like, um, just asking uh, Senator Cruz, do you think that the Geneva Convention was to um, – was about the people of Geneva and not, you know, and, and then she was like, just asking for everybody who thinks that um, their senators should be competent and knowledgeable. Oh my God. I'm, I'm assuming he just didn't answer that one. No, because I mean, how would, you, how would you besides, you know, saying, yeah. Oh, I'm an idiot. That's funny. 
Yeah, so he set a goal, I guess, to have 30% of federal lands and waters protected from development by 2030. And 2030 will be a big year for us, folks. We have basically 10 years to get our shit together until we reach catastrophic devastation, I guess. (laughs) No pressure. (laughs) I'm feeling the heat, man. I'm feeling the heat. No, yeah, I'm really feeling the. Heat. Which, like, I I feel like like for the past ten years, you know, you've been hearing more about more and more about climate change and people saying, you know, we're running out of time, we're running out of time, and it's always like, oh yeah, but that's that's thirty years from now, and then that's twenty years from now, and then all of a sudden it's ten years from now and mm-hmm. nine even, <laughs> but like. You know, when will people actually realize that it's a real thing and it's happening? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so that kind of goes into people thinking it's a hoax. And that that frustrates me that there's actually two sides. Like, this is some opinion. Because, you know, there's two sides to every uh, opinion, I guess we can say. However, the earth is round. There are no... T- <laughs> There are no two sides. <laughs> so there are the fact sides. there are two sides. It's it's one side believes in science and the other side does not. And that's the simple fact of it all. Right. Right. <laughs> I just say it's I find it so funny that it's also political when yeah. this is just. There's a lot of things that are political that I just it baffles me. Like, we even went into it, like, like human rights, the fact that that's still political, that's up for debate. Mm. The fact that climate change is up for debate. Um, yeah. I, think I don't know. I think... You go. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> what was I going to say? I think it stems from, like... Um, the fact that people's lives will change because um, we've, we've been living a certain way our whole lives. And then all of a sudden you're going to tell me that I have to stop doing one thing or, or change my life a little bit. And it's because of legislation telling me that that's where that political thing comes in of like, I have freedoms, I have rights. You can't tell me I'm supposed to live my life one way or the other. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, every anything can be political if you look at it, but um, why is the question? <laughs> like, why do you have to make this political? But, or why do you care that this is political? But yeah, I think the longer that we consider it a hoax and the longer that we keep pushing it aside, people's lives will change drastically. It doesn't have, or I, I should say it, didn't have to be like that. It could have been very simple, but every day we continue to act like it's not a big deal. These people who are worried about their freedoms being taken away and and drastic changes, like that's going to happen, yeah, because of you. <laughs> like it's going to be drastic. I hate to break it to you, like cuz um you know, even if we did make certain large scale changes right now 
global warming is going to continue. And that's just a fact. Right. But I, but the thing that the 10 years thing, that's, that's so that we don't reach like irreversible damage, Mm. but it will continue regardless. Like we've already like surpassed that, (laughs) which is scary to think about. It's like, it's, it's almost like irreversible at this point, but we can do something and we're still debating it. And to me, I just find it funny that I think in all aspects of life that there, there's so often people that will argue scientists or professionals or people, they'll argue them on their area of expertise and they themselves are not educated in that realm at all that doesn't make any sense. Like if you're going to argue with somebody over, over a certain topic, I mean, make sure that that's also your expertise. Don't just be somebody sitting at home saying, well, this is my opinion. I don't think it's real. So I'm going to say these people who dedicate their lives to this area, they're, that's a hoax. It's a bunch of baloney. (laughs) Like, And and it was definitely perpetuated by our former president. Um, Yeah. In several instances, like the one that's coming to mind is when he was on a panel of, or there was a panel of like scientists and one of them asked him a question like, hey, what are you going to do to combat this? We are looking at crazy temperatures and record-breaking temperatures and 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 at, at a certain point this will be will will face irreparable damage what are you going to do about it and he just looked him straight in the eye and just went it, it it'll get colder don't worry it'll get colder next question <laughs> <laughs> oh my god oh my god that hurts me that hurts oh and people listen to that as like as 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 absolute like oh well he said it's gonna get colder a a millionaire businessman who (laughs) is now the president or was the president thank god um has an opinion on science and that opinion is it will get colder and you believe him over the scientists yeah it's scary how many people did they took his word for it because he's he's the big cheese now what was the big yeah. cheese. Do people still say that? Big <laughs> cheese. <The> cheese. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry I said that. <laughs> right? I, I haven't heard that forever. Makes sense. <laughs> uh, the big cheese. Yeah, and I think a lot of it too is like um, the the kind of um, verbiage we use around uh, all this stuff because, you know, 10, 15 years ago, climate change wasn't really a commonplace phrase. It was global warming. And people, you know, learned that. So they go, global warming, well, it snowed the the other day, so it can't be that bad. And 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 by not learning the new terms and evolving with science, because that's, you know, the natural evolution of science, but it, it, you're 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 
digging your heels in the ground and saying, 10 years ago, you told me it was global warming and that the planet was heating up, but I don't see any, you know, I still see snow. It still gets cold. So you're, you must be wrong. Yeah. That's lacking a lot of depth there. Yeah. (laughs) Also, yeah, it could snow, but I mean, snowfall is much less than it used to be. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And like, I mean, actually there's a snowstorm right now. So there's probably a bunch of people who are like, oh my God, we're getting like 10 inches of snow. This is a hoax. Like, (laughs) no, no, it's not, hon. (laughs) It's just not. Um, Like even global temperatures, like, yeah, it could still be cold. It's not to say that because global warming is happening that we'll just never experience winter. It's record temps and record snowfall is it's not the same anymore. And I doubt these people that are saying that are even, you know, tracking it annually. <laughs> like, like it's, there's people that do this for a living. I would, I would try to trust yeah. a bit instead of stepping outside and noting that it is in fact cold and snowing. Thank you for, for your work. <laughs> like, oof, rage. Um, okay, so... So like I said, uh, worst impacts of climate change could be irreversible by 2030. So what the UN climate report is saying is that global carbon pollution must be cut in half in the next 10 years to avoid catastrophic, irreversible damage. Um, And that, like many would agree, is drastic. (laughs) Um. Quite honestly, I don't even know what that would look like, but I know it would definitely change our normal way of living. And I think, I mean, don't even take my word on this one, but with the with the Biden administration now, they are, I think, working on ways to, to create more like um, climate-friendly sustainable options or something like buildings or whatever. I don't even know what they're doing, but I mean, hopefully that comes into place. I just don't know what it's going to look like. Uh, And I know, I think Boston is one of the cities that bans plastic bags. Am I wrong? Do they? Yeah, that's right. Um, They did go back to use, they reversed the ban um, over the pandemic. Um because they didn't want people bringing in their own bags. Um, oh, great. But I think they might have, you know, gone back to the ban. Because every time I go to the grocery store, it's always paper bags. And you still have to pay extra for paper bags. Yeah. But I don't even see, like, a plastic option most of the time. That's awesome. Yeah. Except, yeah, the, oh, I hate how they make you pay for, like, paper bags. Because no one's going to do that. Um, when I was in Florence, I might have told you this. They're very eco-friendly there. They're, like, ahead of the game. I love them. And you would actually have to pay for plastic. Mm. That's the incentive. So, like, I, I would have to remember to bring my reusable bag. And so many times I didn't, but I don't want to pay. That's only, like, 50 cents. Right. I mean, I don't feel like paying for a plastic bag, so I would just juggle it in my arms until I 
got to my apartment, which didn't end great. But, um, but like, yeah, you need to have, I mean, to have that happening, there has to be some like financial incentive. Otherwise people will choose convenience and plastic is convenient, especially when they just give it to you, you know? Mm. Um, yeah, that's, that's like the one that's popping up in my head right now for, for things that might change. That's all I think about is like plastic bags. Cause I think that's one of the easiest ones. Um, I mean, besides everybody going on a plant-based diet, but <laughs> easier said than done, clearly. A more reasonable um, option would be getting plastic bags. That's a start. Okay. That's a start. Um, all right. More, more little facts here. Uh, okay. Ready? Half of all amphibians are at risk of extinction due to climate change. Um, and this will soon be reality if we don't act soon. So extinction is, is natural. Like it, it claims about five species per year. That's a natural thing. But experts are saying we are in the midst of a sixth mass extinction. <laughs> Um, and that's definitely caused by human activity. And I think there's a lot of speculation on on what's a normal process of the planet or something like. So, like I just said, yeah, extinction is natural, but not to this extent. It's it's very bad. And also, the argument um, that that climate change is a natural process is true, but. And I think, I, I wish this was more like a video for you guys, <laughs> but if you're listening, I would go to the NASA climate change website, click on evidence, and then I think the first option is this big chart. That is the best explanation that I, I show everyone when they try to convince me that climate change is natural. This chart basically shows there's like a dotted line of of carbon dioxide levels that that we've seen in history ever since we've been able to record it and it it fluctuates up and down up and down and the spike down is an extinction this i i saw this chart i think um sophomore year in my bio class so i'm not just going off of this in my head this is what i remember from my class and it shows where we are right now at the current level is a vertical line straight up past the dotted line. That that's insane. Um, have you have you seen this chart before? I have not. Yeah. Well, that I pull that up for anybody who tries to argue with me and and try to tell me that this is normal and history has seen it. No, history has not seen it. And the only difference is human activity. And I think actually that big spike was after the, um, why is it blanking from my head? Industrial like, what is that thing that happened? <laughs> yeah. I think that was when it started to spike up, but, um, but that vertical lineup, that's after 1950. So use that 
information how you want. Um, more evidence. <laughs> warming temperatures, global warming. Oh, that's also what I wanted to say. The difference between climate change and global warming. Um, most people just think they're the same thing. I mean, which is fine. Inherently, it's, it's harmless. But um, just to specify, global warming is just the, like, how the name says. It's global temperatures incre- increasing, warming. However you want to think of that. Um, climate change, however, is global warming plus the effects of it. So, like, ocean acidification, um, increase intensity and frequency of hurricanes, wildfires, which we saw this summer. Was that this summer or this fall? Yeah. Um, extinction. Um, yeah, we'll get into more. I'm blanking. I don't know. <laughs> um, okay, so we have warming oceans. Um, and I think mainly that's because oceans, like the water, it absorbs the heat from the warming temp. Uh, shrinking ice sheets. So Greenland lost an average of t- 279 billion tons of ice per year between 1993 and 2019. Antarctica lost about 148 billion tons of ice per year between that time span too. Um Decreased snow cover, like I said, decreased snowfall too. Sea level rise. This one freaks me out because I think I told you by 2030, Miami will be underwater. That's predicted. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Okay. I just want to make sure I said that. (laughs) Um, In the last century, global sea level rose about eight inches. Um, the rate in the last two decades, however, is nearly double that of the last century and accelerating slightly every year. So I feel like that's a big issue for the Southeast in general. Like even Louisiana, New Orleans is a swamp, I think. (laughs) Never been. (laughs) Um, Increasing numbers of intense rainfall events, ocean acidification, which began um, during the Industrial Revolution. Um, evidence of this are the, the coral reefs, which you know about. That happened, I want to say that was like a few years ago, right? Yeah. Yeah, that was pretty recent. Very sad. Is there even any of it left? The color? I think so. Oh. All right. Yeah, that was that was very depressing when I saw those pictures. Um, so that's the evidence. That's what we see now. Even you can even see it. Um, yet we still debate whether it's happening, and that infuriates me. So the effects of this: um, frost-free seasons and growing seasons will lengthen. Also, as the climates change you're going to see like farming for produce is going to start drifting north. So let's take like wine, for example. New Hampshire might actually be a good place for that to happen or even Canada. I mean, right right now, I think Canada already makes wine. It's like ice wine they make, which is good. It really is good. That's beside the point. <laughs> Everything is just transitioning upwards because, I mean, down south, it's... It's too damn hot. 
it won't, it's not the proper condition for it anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, more droughts and heat waves, hurricanes will become stronger and more intense, also more frequent, like we've been seeing. Um, sea level will rise one to eight feet by two. 2100, 2100. Okay, I don't know. I was going to say 2100, but that sounded very wrong. (laughs) Um, And like I said, Miami. ah. The Arctic will likely become ice free in the summer before mid century. So that's what, 2050? Mid century, right? Yeah, that's our lifetime. So I'll be 50, you'll be 50. The Arctic will be ice free. Yeah, that's a scary thought. Yeah, because I I know I hear a lot of people like this won't affect me. Like we, why would I worry about it when it's not happening now? Okay, fine. Fifty though, like that's my yeah. parents' age. Fifty. <laughs> it's something to think about. It's like I'm not saying just dwell in the in the future. That's not a thing. Dwell in the future. Um. Worry about the future. Worry about the future. But our actions now will very much impact the future and what that looks for us and our life. And our grandkids, like, our kids, our grandkids, all of that, all generations following. Like, do something for them. Pay a little bit of attention for them. Um, going on, like, the four four corners in the middle of the country. So the Northeast will see more heat waves, heavy downpours and sea level rise. The Northwest sea level rise, erosion, increasing ocean acidity, increasing wildfires, insect outbreaks and tree diseases, which are causing widespread tree die off. And if y'all don't know about trees and what they do and while they're important, well, they store carbon. So I, I bet y'all are, I hope y'all know about deforestation and how we're cutting down trees in mass amounts. So if there are no trees to store that excess carbon, where does it go? In the air. <laughs> we have all this CO2 in the air because the trees are being cut down or they're dying off because of these tree diseases and insect outbreaks. And like, oh God, sorry, I'm freaking out. <laughs> Southeast, sea level rise, extreme heat will affect health, energy, agriculture, and more. Decreased water availability. Midwest, you're going to see extreme heat and heavy downpours and flooding. Southwest, Okay. Um, increased heat, drought, and insect outbreaks, increased wildfires, declining water supplies, reduced agricultural yields, health impacts in cities due to heat, and flooding and erosion in coastal areas. So this is currently happening, and it will continue to happen if there are no changes. And if y'all are wondering where I got this from, it's from NASA, which I would assume is credible. <laughs> You'd be wrong. <laughs> Um, and like I said, is it too late to prevent climate change? Um, yes and no. Basically what NASA said is if we stop emitting greenhouse gases today, global warming will continue to happen for at least several more decades, if not centuries. That's scary to think about. 
scarier, however, if we just do nothing at all. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. How was my rant on evidence effects of climate change? Any <laughs> thoughts? <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I mean, it's, I, I obviously, um, this is going to be a very contradictory statement, but I, I am passionate about climate change. I just don't know a lot about it and I understand how that sounds, but I think, um, I feel. like I, I understand that it is a problem and, and, um, it, it should be, you know, top priority at this point in our lives. Like, um, and I think even just having this conversation with you about how, like you basically educating me on all of this stuff is, is, is really important. And, um, you know, even after this to, to do my own research and to be more informed. Um, I feel like it's easy to hear this. Like I, I'm guilty of this too. I hear a lot of this stuff and I'm like, I'm I gotta do something. And then I still go to a grocery store and I let them bag in like plastic or something like that. Mm-hmm. And like, I continue to drive aimlessly, like <laughs> little things like that, which actually this is something that we can even talk about. Um, I think individual action is not imperative. I guess, because one person or even a large group of people, they are not responsible for this. Mass, like large industry, like governments, they are responsible for it because, I mean, like me, I'm a vegan and there's some people that are like no waste, like no waste. And while they're doing their part, it's very small in relation to the the vast issue we're having right now. Mm-hmm. So if we want change, that's not an individual thing that you, you should feel responsible to do. So I know a lot of people feel guilty. Like I'm not doing my part or I'm still eating meat or I still have all this, um, single use plastic stuff I'm using, which I, I do sometimes too, cause it's convenient. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's the thing. It's not your fault. It's convenient. Like, when it comes at the end of the day, you're going to do what you can afford or what's convenient for you and your family. Yeah. Living a uh, completely zero waste and um, sustainable life is not always cost efficient and um, available to everybody. Yeah. So like, it's great. There's some people that are changing the way they live and that's awesome. And it, it helps to take away the guilt that you might feel, but, but like, even me saying all this, I'm not trying to tell, tell you to do everything you can, because it's going to be so small. Your, your impact is small until there's large scale change or reforms or something that, you know, we're not responsible for. So, I mean, that's why it really does help to have an administration that knows it's a problem. That was my biggest going out to vote. I was like, I need, I don't really care who it is as long as they know climate change is a thing and they'll do maybe one thing to help. I just needed some ounce of hope, (laughs) you know? So I guess we can go into the meat and dairy industry. That's a whole nother thing. (laughs) So this 
if if any of you guys know me or why I chose to become vegan, it's not even for health reasons, which I mean, vegan diet is awesome, but also can be unhealthy. But um, the main reason I'm a vegan is for environmental reasons. And the meat and dairy industry are just very inhumane. <laughs> I'm sure almost everyone has seen some documentary about it or what have you not. I don't know. Have you seen any? Oh, yeah. You know, those um, videos circulate, oh. whether they're on Instagram or, you know, Facebook or or you watch a documentary on Netflix. Like, I think if if you're completely blind to what's going on, I have a hard time believing that that that's that's willful ignorance. Um, yeah. And, and, and it is, um, you know, people have their standards, you know, some people might say, well, I don't really care if they're treating the cow bad because it's I'm going to eat it anyways. Like, what do I care if it's life wasn't the best, you know, it's still going to die at the end of the day. I understand when you're comparing a human life to an animal life, there's some people that could, couldn't care any less. And they're like, it's just an animal who cares, but it's, I don't know. I, I don't even want to call. I don't even want to say like, if you look at those videos and you still say you don't care that you're a bad person, but it, I don't know. I question like how you, responded to that because they're really the treatment that they do for the animals is just like god awful um which isn't even what i'm trying to say about the meat and dairy industry (laughs) that was just an additional part of why i i just don't want to eat it anymore because i mean quite frankly i did i love meat i like dairy um and like i said my choice to be a vegan is very small and I have people telling me like just because you're a vegan doesn't mean you're doing anything for climate change and it correct however I'm doing my part isn't that enough and that's what we we don't focus on that we don't focus on the things that we can control we focus on the impact we're going to make so me being a vegan people are like you're not going to make a big impact I don't care (laughs) can I just focus on what I have control over? Cause that's how you become a pessimist is when, <laughs> when you only focus on the broader scheme of things. It's like, just focus on what you can do and you will feel a little better because I mean, it wouldn't make sense for me. Like, I wouldn't feel okay with being this passionate about climate change and then buying meat because every also, I, I know, I think, I don't even know who said this to me, but they said just by you choosing not to buy meat isn't sending the message to the meat industry. I mean, in a way it is. Veganism is on the rise. We're going to see more and more people are not buying their product. Like, There's plenty of people that are, trust me, but it slowly sends a message like we do not support you. That's all. <laughs> yeah. And I, and I almost think like, um, I, I don't think that eating meat is the problem. It, the, the problem is with the, the industry and how, and how we mass produce animals. Um, because, you know, it's, it's, 
in our nature to want to eat meat and that's fine. And it's in our nature to want to choose what we eat and that's fine. But when you're supporting these kinds of um, industries and um, factories and conglomerations that uh, are morally and ethically at fault, it's, it's, and that's not to say that if you eat meat, you hate animals. Um, but Right. (laughs) I want everyone to know I'm not shitting on you if you eat meat. Okay. (laughs) Everyone I love eats meat. (laughs) It's like, to be honest, the the only reason I started to become a vegetarian was I um, just realized one day that I hadn't bought any meat in a month. (laughs) And I was like, Hey, if I can do it for a month, you know, I can do it for two months. And then if I can do it for two months, I can do it for three months, you know, and then it just kind of became a thing, but it really just stemmed from, I just haven't bought any in a while and I can, I can live without it. So. Yeah. Yeah. That's the thing. It's like, you can live without it, but some people are like, but I don't want to. Yeah. And that's a, you know, valid, valid point of view, but valid each their own. Yes. Um, so I think for a lot of people, like I, I don't, especially people who are like, like a lot of people in my family love meat. They have it lunch and dinner, I would say breakfast, but they don't really eat breakfast. I think I'm the only one that does. And, you know, it's unthinkable, unimaginable to give up meat. Um, so I don't know if you knew this, but the recommended consumption of meat is half a pound per week did you know that wow half a pound per week is that is that like red meat or all meat uh don't take my word for it I want to say all meat but fair for starters for most people just go with red meat I guess because I mean look you're looking at half pound burgers for dinner that's not to mention lunch where you got like chicken wings or something like yeah. It's just like you can have meat. I I don't even like I think people could clearly live without it and at this point it's a good idea just do without it. But if you're somebody who just wants to reduce their consumption, you know, half a pound a week. That's what they recommend. You don't need it to survive. People think that's their one source of protein and we're lacking the nutrients we need and because we're we're relying on animal products to fill those needs we just we don't need it and we're eating it in excess and that's hurting the climate really like besides I could go into the the health issues with it but I mean that's not even the point I'm not even here to be your health teacher (laughs) eat what you want okay except meat in excess because we don't need it so Animal agriculture accounts for about 18% of greenhouse gas emissions, which, if you're wondering, is more than combined exhaust from all transportation, which is only 13% of um, greenhouse gas emissions. Um, and I know, like, in the beginning when I was learning about climate change, I always thought it was, like, like factories and burning fossil fuels and like human activity and that sort, like, like driving your car or something like that, which is contributing to it. But I mean, it's interesting 
to see that it, a big part of it is the food that we're so reliant on in excess mass amounts. Um, and, and the water waste is huge. So agriculture is responsible for 80 to 90% of U S water consumption. Um, and on a broader scale, if we're going to talk about low income countries and starving and feeding the increasing world population, um, this is in, in 2018, the journal Nature published a study saying that in order to feed the expected 9.7 billion people on the planet in 2050 and meet the Paris Climate Accord goals, the world will need to shift toward plant-based diets in addition to reducing food waste and adopting new farming technologies. So, yeah, ten, we're, we're going to reach about 10 billion people. It's increasing like crazy. And fun fact, like I said, this whole episode is going to be full of fun facts, or should I say sad facts? We are, <laughs> we are currently growing enough food to feed 10 million people right now, or maybe billion. I don't even know. That would make a difference, actually. <laughs> that would make a huge difference. <laughs> um, worldwide, cows drink 45 billion gallons of water and eat 135 billion pounds of food each day in comparison to humans who worldwide drink 5.2 gallons of water and eat 21 billion pounds of food each day. That's a huge difference. So if you're looking at that, cows obviously are consuming more than humans are. And then we have so many people, billions of people that are like starving. That's because 50% of our grain is fed to livestock. Is that whack? And then we still have people who don't have food. Yeah. And we're, giving it, we're giving it to these animals to feed Western countries when we don't need it. And there's people who need it. Oh my God. Okay. <laughs> To continue. <laughs> so you might have guessed it. The U.S. is the world's largest producer of beef. Um, in 2018, 27 billion pounds were produced. So I can only assume the number is probably higher now. Um, going back to the water waste. 2,500 gallons of water required to produce one pound of beef. And you can compare that to only 25 gallons of water used to produce one pound of wheat, just to put that into perspective. Water waste is huge for beef and America loves beef. Yeah. Now the problem with beef specifically and cows, um, I'm sure you probably heard of like the methane that comes from the cows burping all the time. And you've heard of that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So cows produce 150 billion gallons of methane per day. And the thing with methane is it's more destructive than CO2 in a like in a shorter time frame, but CO2 has longer lasting or or lingering effects, I should say. So, I mean, I would say that's even more destructive. But faster on a short time 
time span, methane is more destructive, which also means that if you were to reduce methane emissions, it would create tangible benefits almost immediately versus CO2, which would have the longer lasting effects. Um, And yeah, just comparing the two, methane has a global warming potential that's 86 times that of CO2. So that comes from cows, folks, just to let you know. (laughs) Did you know any of this or no? I mean, you know, you have a a general idea, but... um, That cow's burp and fart. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you you know, I've heard that the cows are the reason that we have the hole in the ozone, but, you know, you never take it seriously because it's said as such a joke you know like cows farts are the reason that our climate is dying but (laughs) like but then when you actually you know put it into perspective and say well think of the amount one the amount of cows that we have um just in the country and and the fact that it it does have this this much impact um makes sense yeah um yeah, so that's just the methane from the cows themselves. Um, what I don't know, I'll admit I don't know too much about the other gases that are released from like birth to slaughter. There are more. I want to say like one is like nitrous something. Don't note that. Nitrous something. <laughs> but yeah, methane is the big one. Um yeah, and another problem with with the meat industry and, you know, raising livestock is deforestation. Like I said, with the trees. Now we know what trees are for. They store the carbon. And we're cutting down all these trees for livestock. So, some facts about that. Livestock covers 45% of Earth's total land. Also, animal agriculture is the leading cause of species extinction, ocean dead zones, water pollution, and habitat destruction. And to put it into perspective, two to five acres of land are used per one cow. Per one cow. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Any thoughts? Or is my mind the only one that's blown? No, no, no. It, 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 <laughs> it is, I mean, um, it's crazy. Like, like I said, you, you never really think about the amount of um, animals that we produce. You know, it, it is a mass-produced product. Um, you know, you think of, oh, well, at least when I think of, you know, cow farms I think of a nice small farm with a couple acres and a couple cows but it's 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 factories it's it's um it's it's huge plots of land that are just inhabited by just cows (laughs) yeah yeah and um I want to the last time I watched this documentary was like a year ago but I think I remember this part pretty well it was cowspiracy have you ever seen that i've heard of it but i've never never watched it well they were talking about because like the meat industry is, is obviously like inhumane and stuff so then there's people who eat meat and they feel a lot better having grass-fed beef um 
I mean, health benefits, I think it's better. I, I don't really know. But if they showed a little, a little map of it, and if instead of like the, the whole meat industry doing like what we're doing now with livestock and utilizing the land that we have now, if they were to switch to purely grass fed for meat production or raising your livestock, that would take up all of the land in the U.S. extending into Canada. All of the land. <laughs> so where are we supposed to live? <laughs> so in, in a way, that's actually worse. So yeah. that's not that's not an option. I mean, maybe if you feel good about going to your local farmer and you feel that's better for your body eating it, that's fine. But I mean, when we're talking about climate change, it's just not better. Um, yeah. So also animal agriculture is responsible for 91% of Amazon destruction. Uh, one, 136 million acres of rainforest is cleared for animal agriculture. Um, when was that? That was like a year ago. Was it the Amazon that was on fire? Yeah. No, no, no. It didn't have to do with this. But I just thought of it. Yes. Sorry. I think it was. <laughs> or the, yeah. And they were, um, there has already been mass deforestation in the Amazon going on. And then there was a fire, I think. I think that was like a year ago. Or maybe that was 2019. Oh my God. Which is basically. Because 2020 didn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> 2020 was only like three months long yeah this is so true oh god um yeah so if if we're going to talk about the land required to feed one person for one year so if you were a vegan that would be one sixth of an acre vegetarian is three times as much as a vegan and a meat eater is 18 times as much as a vegan. Now, another little fact. 1.5 acres can produce 37,000 pounds of plant-based food versus 1.5 acres producing 375 pounds of beef. So essentially, same amount of land can produce much more plants than it can meat (laughs) so that's just to say that it requires so much more land and so much more deforestation bothers me yeah yeah basically and that 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 makes sense like yeah um, you you can only fit a certain amount of cows onto an acre and a half that's Um, true (laughs) but (laughs) And 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 um, and then you have to think about half half of the plants that you grow on that land also have to go to feed the cows, so that um, it, it makes sense, yeah. Yeah, actually, I didn't even think about that too because I'm over here talking about the land for the actual cows themselves, but yeah, the feed, the crops, like that's uh, that's more land. <laughs> And like I said, we give them lots of food because they require lots of food and water. Mm-mm. Crazy. Um, where to now? Okay, so dairy and eggs. Because then I, I hear a lot of people saying like, why vegan? Like, what's wrong with the dairy industry? Um, for one, I don't think people know that it is 
inhumane, which this is aside the point from uh, climate change, but so a cow's normal lifespan is about 25 years and like a dairy cow where they're taking the milk, um, they'll, they'll cut that 20 years short just to cut the costs and, and maximize the production. Because once you have the milk of the cow, like you're done with it and they'll slaughter it at five years old. So it is inhumane. And I know people don't know that about it. It's, it's not as terrible as the meat industry. And that's definitely more common, you know, scrolling through social media and you see those videos horrifying. Um, and then you have like chickens. Have you ever seen those in the freaking cages? It's how they live their life. Yeah. Bone disease, obsessive pecking. I mean, we've, we've at this point, um, you know, genetically modified basically chickens to, um, like to the point where they're, we want big chicken breasts, but they topple over. They can't stand up because they're so top heavy and they literally just live their life laying down, (laughs) which is insane. Yeah. In cages. Yeah. Oh my God. Their feet are deformed Uh, and chickens, they live up to 15 years, but then they're slaughtered when their egg production rates decline after two years. Obviously, I guess what to maximize like their profit or whatever. Yeah. You'd you'd rather have a, 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 a chicken that's popping out four or five eggs a day than a chicken that's popping out two to three or one to two even. Yeah. So, I mean, that was just to mention, just so people are aware that they aren't necessarily ethical. But yeah, okay. and that's and that's also you know, obviously we can't just get rid of the meat industry in in with one legislative sweep. Um, you know, we're talking about millions of jobs that would just be gone. Um, but I think there is there is worth in trying to figure out a better plan of action for the future to to give the same amount of jobs to those same people but um just maybe find a a, a better more ethical and sustainable way of um producing and farming these animals basically there can be you can create more sustainable jobs and industries but like I, i i'm not an expert on this i'm not gonna say like i know what we can do to fix this yeah yeah (laughs) like you can't just like sweep out all those jobs until you have more in place obviously like a set plan in place but um you can create a lot of jobs doing so much more sustainable productions and make more sustainable industries basically and so like for energy sources and stuff um but with the with the water waste, I wanted to mention for milk, eggs, and cheese. So for milk, 1,000 gallons of water are used to produce one pound of milk. For eggs, 477 gallons of water are used to produce one pound of eggs. And for cheese, uh, it's approximately 900 gallons of water used to produce one pound of cheese. Going back to what did I say? The wheat, what did I say? 27? I don't even remember what I said. Here I am. 
25 gallons. Yes. <laughs> 25 gallons. Yeah. Just to put in perspective now here. Okay. I'm not, I'm not going to sit here to tell you to just live off a of wheat. I'm just saying. <laughs> Good to note it. Um, and then I wanted to just tap into like oceans and fish. Um, because actually for a so I, I have been mostly vegan. Now I, I totally, I'm not eating fish anymore for a while. I was eating it like every few months because that was my favorite food was seafood. And I was like, I'm not ready to cold Turkey, give up fish like that. (laughs) I will have it on rare occasions. Like, like my dad would do this fishing trip over the summer like some lake up in upstate New York or something. He'd bring back like a fish. So like, yeah, I'll have like a small piece because it's like, I know it was sustainably caught and you know, I don't like the whole overfishing thing, but now I am even for health reasons, because when you eat fish, you're ingesting all that mercury too, because our oceans are polluted. Fun fact. (laughs) You didn't know. (laughs) You didn't know. That's another sad fact of the day. Um, so yeah, I haven't had fish in a very long time. Sad. I do miss it. Um, so oceans, three fourths of the world's fisheries are exploited or depleted because of overfishing. Um, we could see fishless oceans by 2048, which yeah, 2050 doesn't sound like a great year actually by the time I'm that age, (laughs) um, 90 to 100 million tons of fish, um, including also actually not including, but also 2.7 trillion animals like sea animals as well are pulled from oceans each year. Um, for every pound of fish caught, there's up to five pounds of unintended marine species that are caught and discarded as bykill. And 40% of fish caught globally are discarded. That's insane. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's all I have for <laughs> all those facts <laughs> that I just felt like dumping on y'all's. Um, oh, I'm totally backtracking right now, but I just saw this because I forgot to mention it and it's important. Um, I was talking about like amphibians are at risk of extinction. Mm-hmm. By mid-century. So also 2050. What a year. I can't wait. As many as 30 to 50% of the total species found on Earth will have disappeared. That's all. (laughs) (laughs) All right. See you next week. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. No, it's, 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 uh, it's an insane thing that is going on in our world right now. And, um, for whatever reason, like we said before, it's political. And, um, but like, again, it goes back to something that we talked about in another podcast. Like, would you rather eat meat for the next 20 years or would you rather give your children and your grandchildren a world to live in? Mm -hmm. Um, And it's just kind of that bigger picture idea and moving away from individualism and, Um, more towards you know a a 
Yeah. Yeah. A, 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 a more humanistic view of the world. Yeah. It's like, I know people like meat. I, I know people don't want to give up meat, but like, right. And, 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 and you don't necessarily have to completely give up meat. Like if you, if you drastically cut your um, meat intake, that, that helps. Um, Cause it's, it's not reasonable for, um, you know, to expect everybody to give up meat all at once. Um, That's just not going to happen. Not even all like, like, yeah, forever. Like, I don't think you'll ever, you're, you're never going to have a whole world that's going to turn plant-based. Right. Yeah. It can't happen. <laughs> it'd be nice. And it'd be, it's kind of what we need, but I mean, let's be realistic. People do not like being told what to do, especially if we're just going to talk about the U S. Right. Um, and I think, and I think part of um, like, like so, so much of the U S is culture like at least in the, from what I've noticed, obviously I haven't been around, but um, you know, from what I've heard is like the past 70, 80 years, like y- y- your meal at dinner time was a meat and a vegetable or a meat and two sides or meat and two vegetables every single night. And, and it wasn't, you know, heard of to have a salad for dinner or you know like something so I think just moving away from that tradition that's another um tradition that people don't want to change so I think um proposing a different view of even dinner time you know is is um people find a problem with because it's so rooted in their day-to-day life yeah we don't like change (laughs) you're telling me to change the way I've been eating for my whole life to save the world no (laughs) (laughs) hell no I'm not doing that and you know I saw this one post a long time ago I don't know what it was but it was like look I like pizza don't get me wrong but if I found out pizza was just like killing people I wouldn't (laughs) eat pizza (laughs) Okay, I don't know if it was that, but it was something along the lines. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> makes sense. Like nothing against pizza, but like I cannot consume you if you're just gonna go around killing people, you know? Right. Yeah, that wasn't the example. The more I think about it, <laughs> the 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 gist of it was there. Right. The you metaphor can- was there can always love meat always but buying a burger yeah, buying some chicken is that's basically a vote not a vote or I guess I can just say this yeah a vote for like the meat industry which tells them like hey one more person is supporting me you know yeah I think um for now at least i think it's more about being um at least this is just my opinion but um more about being informed than um just blindly taking action because um 
you know, that's wrong just to, you know, if someone hears this podcast and which I genuinely don't think they will, but if someone hears this and goes, Oh, well, Sarah and Emma said not to eat meat. So I'm not going to eat meat. <laughs> well, like you shouldn't do that. <laughs> you know, like I think it's, I think to be informed is the first step. And then to make that conscious decision on whether or not you're going to um, support these industries or if, if you're still going to eat meat, um, understand where it comes from or, um, you know, what you're giving to, um, if you still want to give to those corporations, then that's, that's your, that's your prerogative, but, um, just know what you're giving to. Yeah. And especially if you're listening to this and like you are infuriated and you're really passionate about climate change and stuff and making some sort of difference, um, just be conscious and definitely do research on what is causing it. And question even what I'm saying, because I'm 20, right, just, yeah. like, I like, yes, I'm passionate about it and I do my own research, but I also like, I don't want you guys to take my word as it as a, as truth before doing your own research, I guess. Cause that's how like, misleading information is passed because there's even there's a few stuff I even said where I was like wait a second that doesn't sound right (laughs) and so question like that's a normal thing to do not to say like I think she's lying or I think she's full of shit like no just it's healthy to question people and it also shows that you are interested in this because if again yeah if you were just to blindly take my word for everything like don't do that (laughs) I don't even do that to myself I don't take my word for it but, but that's why I also did try to mention, like, like I got a lot of this from NASA, um, Cowspiracy, but that's also, from what I hear, it's also a biased documentary, which most documentaries are pretty biased because they're trying to spread awareness. Yeah, they seek out one topic and try to prove their point, which that's not to say that it's false, but it is, you know, there could be missing information. Yeah. Yeah. Um. But I think, yeah, NASA is a really good place to start if you're at all interested in learning more about um, climate change and global warming, which I I think y'all should be. If you don't care about anything that I said about the meat industry, like, it's fine for now. But you should, however, (laughs) go to NASA. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Well, that was my rant. Thank y'all for listening. Anything to add? Don't eat meat. I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) We just got done saying. Oh, no, I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, I just, you know. uh, Stay informed, folks. And make your own decisions in life. Correct. Don't listen to us. We just went on for an hour, but don't listen to us. Oh, that's right. <laughs> um, great. Thanks, y'all, for listening. Bye. Bye. Bye.